Welcome to this week's edition of the Pete Mazzetti Show. I'm your host, Pete Mazzetti. It's high school football night here tonight on the Pete Mazzetti Show. And with me to discuss the high school football season is Daniel Hand assistant coach Steve Philippone. Good coach. to see you, Peter. Hey, buddy. It's good to be with you How again. Are you, friend? It's wonderful, wonderful. And you? I'm great. I'm great. I'm staying yeah. out. I'm staying out of trouble, and I'm well, staying off the streets. Well, that's a good thing. <laughs> well, I guess that's a good. That's thing. a good thing for all of us. Absolutely. <laughs> not only, not only you. Coach. It's good for all of us. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> coach, what's new? Uh, life's been very good to me. I'm, good. I'm very happy uh, to be coaching at hand again all with right. one of my former players, um, Eric Becker, sure. who is now our new head coach and someone who. Um, I think is going to be uh, very, very successful as yeah. time moves forward. You know, uh, there's a lot of uh, work to be done, but you know, I, I really feel like we're up to the challenge, and and we'll we'll get going. So, how's the team looking this year? Good. We you know we had a difficult start. Uh, we played Fairfield Prep, who <coughs> very large Catholic school. Yep. And uh, we had to go down to their place, and you know, I think what a lot of people forget. Uh, about the pandemic and its effect on you know high school football and right. many multitude of other things obviously mm -hmm. is that these kids uh, many of them haven't played since they were eighth graders yeah, I mean, right. these are kids that are playing varsity football for the first time um, they've got you know four weeks of preseason under their belt and now all of a sudden they've got to go do it so there's going to be uh, across the board, there's going to be growing pains everywhere. You know, it's gonna it's gonna be tough. But uh, we ended up dropping our first game to, to uh, Fairfield Prep. And, okay. And then last week we were supposed to play Sheehan, and right. COVID reared its head once again. Ooh. And uh, it turned out that East Haven, who had played Sheehan the week before, mm -hmm. had a student test positive, a kid who had played during the game. Oh no. Yeah, so, so, COVID it caused, had a um, so it caused them to have to do a significant amount of contact tracing and all that kind of stuff, and they just wouldn't have had enough kids to field a, a competitive team right. for last Friday night. So we basically had a bye week, Okay. and we had a bye week, which ends October 8th. Right. And now our Sheen game we moved to October eighth. So, uh -huh. so, so we last week we was kind of our bye week. That's okay. Yeah. That's so we we play a, a very good New Canaan team on Friday night at the Surf Club. It'll be our opening game of the year okay. at the club, and uh, just a fabulous spot. Any of you who've never been there, you ought to go down. It's it's a great place to watch high school football. It's it a is. great place to do lots of things. Absolutely. So, yeah. Especially in the fall, yeah, oh yeah dress absolutely. warm. <laughs> yeah, I think we might have another couple of weeks where we uh, we're not going to freeze down there. But if you get when you get into late October, early November, oh, it yeah. is when the wind starts blowing off the water. It's brutal. Oh, absolutely. I've we've been there. I've been um, there numerous times. We've been there on nights where you know you didn't think anything living could survive out there. <laughs> Exactly. So it was really bad. Exactly. But, it, but but a great place to play. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Now you also you also teach in at hand, right? Well, I did for uh, 37 years. What did you teach? I taught special ed, and uh, okay. I had a high school learning disabilities class, and uh, I loved it. It was great work, and I was able to allowed me to coach, and okay. and uh, and then 
six years ago, I retired and um, stayed out of it for one year. Okay. Um, and just was, you know, I didn't know what to do with myself. I'm not a good retiree. No. You know, like you, you can't go from, and I think this is probably true of a lot of guys like me, you can't go from going 90 miles an hour, no. you know, coaching, working, being involved in all kinds of different activities to just, you know, boom, like hit a wall, right. drop it down to 20. Absolutely. Um, there's just too many spaces to fill. And uh, so I went back to work at the high school as a security uh, specialist. Okay. And, and this is my sixth year doing that. And we just celebrated, the school celebrated with, for me and with me, um, which was kind of neat. I, I've been working continuously at Hand High School for 40 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, so that was kind of that was kind of neat. They recognized that. Oh, cool. Yeah. Plus, you get to hang out with Pete and I all day. And I get to hang out with one of your favorite people, Pete and I. And he's, he's a unique, <laughs> very brilliant, smart guy who, uh, you know, keeps you on your toes all the time. Was heck of a football coach, too. Oh, absolutely he was. Very good He one. absolutely yeah. was. All right, speaking of coaches, hmm. when I say to you the word, the coach, <laughs> he was here not long ago. Yeah, yeah, no, I understand that. I can't wait to actually uh, go home, get home and maybe try to pull up that video. Oh, absolutely. Uh, George DeMeo is, um, you know, I, I've spoken on his show dozens of times over the, over the last 25 years. Oh, yeah. And, um, and every time I, I, I end, right before it's time for me to, to go off the air, mm -hmm. I, I, I always said this, and I really believe it's 100% true. I don't think anybody's done more, um, especially in the New Haven area, but now all over the state of Connecticut, right. Absolutely. to promote the positive aspects of high school football. Absolutely. Than, and high school sports in general. Uh, than George DeMeo. He really is a iconic figure in Connecticut high school sports. Absolutely. And he's somebody who, um, you know, is, because he has a platform, mm -hmm. uh, he's somebody who, you know, commands that people, he doesn't command it, but his platform commands that uh, people, you know, lend their ear and, 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 give him the opportunity to kind of um, support certain things and, and, and also to look very honestly at other issues Absolutely. that aren't maybe as, you know, maybe things aren't always as good as they can be. But he, I've, the one thing I can say absolutely without reservation about George is that I have never once heard him say anything negative about no. a player a coach, a community, a school system, right. never. No. You know, he, he, it's just not in his, in his uh, repertoire to behave in that fashion. So you were lucky to get him. I mean, oh, he yeah. is definitely an, an, an iconic figure in Connecticut oh, high school sports. And, um, and then I understand you actually spoke to another uh, person who I I, I really uh, admire, um, and that was Glenn Longarini, oh, the CIAC, uh, head of the, the executive director of CAS CIAC. Oh, yeah. And um, 
and you know, as I said to you before we were on the air, you mm. know, the thing with Glenn is you, you really have to have a tremendous respect for the kind of work he does because oh, yeah. he can't possibly make everybody happy. No. And he's, he literally is in one of those positions where it's impossible for him to please everybody. Absolutely. or and, and many times it's impossible for him to please anybody. <laughs> right. Because right. he's got restrictions. I remember dealing with uh, him and talking with him a lot last year mm -hmm. about the effects of COVID on our football season. Because right. I was the head coach at hand last year. That's right. In the COVID year when yeah, we didn't right. play. And... Um, I, I, I recall having many conversations with him where, you know, uh, I went in, you know, angry, ready to try to, you know, <laughs> try to do, do something and uh, get something done and ended up leaving the conversation feeling like, oh, my goodness, I wouldn't trade places with that guy yeah, for right. all the money in the world. I because, know. you know, he's got to balance the health, the, the, the state's health department against oh, yeah. Local, local health departments, all that kind of stuff. But so I mean, you know, right there, there, and you throw Pete and I in. That's three. Yeah, right. Those are three. Um, you know, you're very fortunate to, to oh, have absolutely. been able to have those guys uh, on your set. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Now, as far as COVID, where we are now, and the football program, yeah. what's it look like as far as practice? Well, it's, you know, things are very different um, in terms of what we can and can't do, and I think it's probably consistent across the state. Right. You know, we, for example, we, we can't really do anything indoors. No. So our locker room <clears throat> is very small. We can have 20 players in at a time, so we've got to kind of uh, we, we, we send them in, a, in waves, so okay. 20 kids will go in, boom, they'll get changed. They come out, 20 more, and of course, they're all wearing masks. Absolutely. Um, and then 20 more will go in, and they'll come out. We have about 45 kids, okay. so there's really two waves. And um, so anyway, that's really different. There's none of that, you know, 45 guys sitting on the benches in the locker room getting yeah, ready no. for the pregame speech. That kind no. of stuff doesn't happen anymore. Uh, we can't train indoors no. in, in large groups. Um, you know, uh, water, interestingly enough, water is a huge issue because um, right. you, you really don't want kids drinking out of communal water bottles no. because obviously right. there's the possibility of transmission. So now, you know, Johnny's cramping up and we got to find his water bottle on yeah, the sideline right. because, uh, so I mean, it adds a, a whole nother dimension to everything that we do. And um, it doesn't change uh, at all what happens on the football field. No. And it really doesn't change at all. Oh, I would say this, this hmm. is, you know, absolute fact. And I know this is true for almost everybody. You know, we used to meet for hours as a football staff. Yeah. Um, and for you viewers out there, I mean, you know, give your, give your, I, now I'm not a head coach anymore, so I can say, give your head football coach a hug. Absolutely. Because uh, you really have no idea how much time that, now man or woman, because we have a female football coach in the state of Connecticut. Yes, now, we do. Who actually won her first game, which I think is historic, very, very history making. But uh, you, you really have no idea how much work they do, how much meeting time goes into preparing 
a football team oh, for a Friday night game or, you know, to prepare them to get ready to go. So all of our meetings, Pete, are all mm. Zoom. Yeah. You know, Nothing's we don't actually sit in the same room together anymore. Not anymore. Um, and uh, so we got really comfortable with Zoom. I mean, it's a great platform. Uh, yesterday, I was on my way back from Philadelphia. Okay. My son lives there, and my grandson was baptized. So oh, there you go. we were on our way home. Uh, of course, we're sitting in excruciatingly bad traffic. Uh, on the George Washington Bridge. Of course. And, but, and we're having a coaches meeting. There you go. And bang, there, there it is on my phone. I'm able to sit in my car on the George Washington Bridge and be part of a meeting with our coaching staff. So, there you, go. you know, Zoom has really, I think, in a lot of ways helped us um, to become more efficient at what we do. Cool. And I don't think only football coaches. I think probably everyone oh, is much more efficient than we used to be. Absolutely. So, um, you know, I think the other piece of it is that you're going to have events like we had last week. Right, exactly. You're going to have somebody who's exposed, mm -hmm. and uh, there's going to be a ripple effect. There were, I think, three games uh canceled the first week and I think seven games right. were canceled last Friday night. So hopefully that number stabilizes. We don't see that continue to grow. Yeah. Um, but that's, you know, I mean, this is, this is the new, our new life, absolutely, you know, it's absolutely. not, it's just a different gig now. Absolutely. Would you mind sticking around for another segment? Absolutely. All right, we'll be right back. I'll be seeing you all the old familiar places. So I've thought a lot about what I miss the most during this pandemic. And the thing that I miss the most is you. I love playing to a live audience. There's nothing like it. There's nothing like feeling the love that you guys give to us and we're trying to give to you. And I just can't wait to get back to that. All these places that we stand in, the Ryman, Opry House, those places are just places if you don't put the people in them. The COVID-19 vaccines are going to help us all get back to the moments we miss. It's totally normal to have questions. I did too. That's why it's so important to get informed. There's a lot of talk out there about the vaccines. So ask your doctor and get the facts. It's up to you. Welcome back to this week's edition of the Pete Mazzetti Show. I'm Pete Mazzetti sitting here with Steve Filippone. Steve, welcome back, my friend. Well, it's good to be here again. As, it as it we is. Said just a few minutes ago, it's great to be here and with you. Absolutely. And, uh, and just have a chat about, you know, whatever's on your mind. Exactly. Hey, we were talking before the sec in the first segment. There is a female football coach in the state of Connecticut? Yeah, there's Let's a head talk about coach, it. and I apologize because, and I apologize to you, whoever you are, yeah. that I don't know her name. Yeah, uh, I... And I don't know, I know she coaches at a co-op. Yes. Because um, Game Time did a piece on her. Right. Uh, and, and the difficulty, I think, of running a co-op program. So not only is she uh, uh, a young woman coaching football, she's a young right. woman coaching football under some pretty difficult circumstances. Absolutely. So I'd love to meet her. I'm hope I hope I will one day. She seems uh, from all reports to be very capable and um, 
and she's won her first game. So, Absolutely. Hey, so, you that's, know, that's, that's groundbreaking for Absolutely. Connecticut. Probably groundbreaking for most states in, in the United States. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, as far as when you guys play football, hmm. are they allowing fans? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they are. Okay. Um, uh, it's, un, you know, we don't have any restrictions on okay. our, fan, our fan base. Uh, they do for indoor sports. Right. I know, for example, uh, girls volleyball sure. is our only indoor, current indoor sport, and um, they're allowed to have two parents per player. Okay. So, um, and I think they're kind of even opening that up a little bit, you know. But outdoors, I mean, I, um, right. I'm certainly not an expert on COVID, right. but from what I understand that, um, you know, it's difficult to transmit the virus out outdoors oh, yeah. Um, yeah, if you're do. not absolutely on top of somebody for right, exactly. a long period of time. So I think our uh, health department and, and uh, the state's health department uh, felt like uh, they didn't need to mandate um, any any extra safety precautions in that absolutely. regard. Absolutely, yeah, no, absolutely. It's cool to have people in the stands. Oh, I mean, yeah, oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, even, uh, I don't know if, if you watched a lot of college football. Oh, I, yeah. I watched. Oh, Penn, me too. I watched Penn State uh, play this weekend, um, and they had the whiteout. Yeah, I saw that. 108,000 people in, in a football stadium, um, all you know, just on, literally packed in on yeah, top right. of one another. And uh, and you think about a year ago, yeah. um, that stadium might have had 200 people in exactly. it. Exactly. And uh, so that's how far we've come. But then on the other side of that coin, you look at the numbers in, in our country and mm -hmm. you look at the variants and you look at the number of people who are still unvaccinated and you, it makes you wonder if we've really come very far at all. Absolutely. And uh, so it's still a very difficult situation, one that requires a lot of, uh, a lot of, fur a lot further, uh, uh, you know, work. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Now, as far as the school goes, how, and with what's going on with the mm. COVID, how are things looking in the school building? Well, you know, uh, you, obviously you guys we, are We're a hundred percent, a hundred percent of our kids are in school okay. and, and coming to school. We have no, uh, we have no option okay. for remote learning. Okay, sure. Um, we did all of last year, mm -hmm. even when we went back full time toward the end of the year, we had uh, an option for remote learning, which many, Ironically, mm -hmm. um, many athletes chose to take, and for good reason. Right. So if if you get caught in a contact trace at school, you can't part. You likely that you'll be quarantined. You can't participate, or you couldn't when when you were if you were unvaccinated mm -hmm. and you were part of a contact trace. Right. It was likely that you would be quarantined. Absolutely. For, for ten to fourteen days. Right. Now, you know, you take 10 to 14 days out of a baseball player's life, let's say, in the yeah, fall, I exactly. mean, the spring, and that could be six games. Right. Um, that's a third of the season. Absolutely. So uh, a lot of these guys, very, uh, and, and, and young women, mm. uh, chose to do the full remote 
um, remote learning activity, yeah. and um, and thereby not putting themselves in a position where they could be part of a school-wide contact trace. So right. we really didn't lose many athletes um, in the spring. Right. Lacrosse uh, sure. went to the state finals. Baseball won the state finals. We're very proud of those guys. Right. Um, but in the winter, mm -hmm. when we had indoor sports. Yeah, it's where it gets a little. Yeah, our hockey team couldn't complete the season. I mean, they were literally so many of them were quarantined so many times right. that they couldn't complete the season. And um, so I think once we got outside in the spring, things really turned around and we were able to uh, kind of get back to uh, a state of normalcy in terms mm -hmm. of getting games in, getting champion, you know, the CIEC agreed to run. Oh, yeah. The championships, as sure. I'm sure Glenn spoke of, oh yeah, um, which we didn't do in the winter. Right. Um, football was hoping to have that gap. Yep. Season, but because of uh, problems with the with the winter schedule having to be moved. Yeah. Forward. Mm -hmm. uh, that ate up most of the time that was allotted for us, so we didn't get it. Um, so I mean, you know. It's um, it's been something you know. I've been in the business of high school athletics and education for, like I said, forty years. Right. And you know, there's never been anything that even remotely no. has had an impact on our on on our uh, just way of life as educators and coaches as this pandemic. And you know, I uh, knock on wood here. I hope that uh, that I don't ever have to live through anything like no, this again. absolutely not. And, and I'm sure uh, during like traveling with the team, it's got to be you yeah, guys are socially like, distanced on the bus. We or? do, and we have to keep uh, records of uh, who's sitting where. Yeah. Um, we, you know, it, you have to be kind of strategic about it. Uh, yeah. Because you don't want to put starters together. No. Because if you get a contact trace, you're going to lose two starters. Right. So we always have starters kind of strategically placed in the two buses, mm -hmm. and then we fill in around them with backups, right. um, hoping that if, God forbid, we had a positive case, then right. it wouldn't take out too many of the guys who we count on on Friday night to play. No. But, I mean, whoever would have thought that, that we'd be talking about this, know. you know? Um, and uh, so, yeah, that's definitely something we have to think about. We have to wear masks on yep, the buses. Absolutely. Windows have to be down. Yep. Right now, that's fine. Right. In November. <laughs> Things get a little bit cold. That might not be so good. Right. You know, um, so, yeah, I think there's, uh, there's many, uh, many aspects of this whole thing that... Um, I'm so But, you know, the whole thing, Pete, is, hmm. you know... It, Modify and adjust Absolutely. I mean, is, a, is an old uh, military kind of Absolutely. standard. Absolutely. And um, so you never let your circumstances dictate what you're going to do. No. You, can, you have to control those. You know, you can control certain things. You can't control everything. No, of course not. But um, we can do our best to keep our kids safe. And, and we've not at least... Um, since February, 
February, March of this year, we haven't had a single incident well, that's a good thing. with our kids where we, we lost somebody. You know, before we say goodnight, one, mm -hmm. one other pe person besides Glenn with the CIAC that we talked about before, we also have to give a little bit of a shout out. Besides working with the CIAC, the local athletic directors and how yeah. they, they probably, oh. their job is probably isn't as fun. Unbelievable what and those men and women, had, what those men and women have had to do. Craig Semple, Absolutely. You know, who, who I, you know, I selfishly, <laughs> um, you know, believe that he's as good an athletic director as anybody's ever had the privilege to work with. I Absolutely. Mean, and I've been able to work with him as a head coach, as an assistant, as a member of our faculty. So I've seen him in every aspect yeah. of his life. And uh, there's no finer human being out there Absolutely than Craig. Not. And um, But hmm. his life has been made very difficult oh, yeah. by by this pandemic mm -hmm. and, and the effects it's had on, uh, on and like I said, on every aspect of what we do as educators and coaches. And But you know what, he hmm. keeps a positive attitude oh, yeah. he um he you know uh the one thing craig constantly says to all of us is look my job is to make your job easy absolutely my job is to allow you uh the freedom to coach effectively and to provide the best possible program you can for the for the young people of Madison, so Absolutely. that's what he does. Yeah. And uh, and I, and outside of that, I I kind of like him as a yeah. just a hang around guy too. He can he can hit a golf ball a country mile. Oh, can he? If he gets into it, if he right. if he misses it, it goes sideways a country mile. So, <laughs> you know, I've had him on with me before. He's just a, seems like a really nice guy. Yeah, I know. He and 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 I think the thing about him that makes him different <laughs> um, is that uh, he really and he gets himself jammed up for this. Frankly, yeah. he's really a, a coach, player-centered guy. He's, right. he, you know, I, he knows he's got to work with the administration. He knows he's got to deal with the Board of Education. But uh, reality for him is I'm in the trenches with my coaches and, my, and the players. Uh, and that's where I want to be. That's where I'm the most comfortable. And... Um, you know, and, and he does a great job for us. Steve Philippone, we're out of time. Thanks for some, some that. Thanks for some time, Brady. <laughs> we'll see you soon. Peter, thanks for having thanks, me on. Tom. I really appreciate it. You got it. Take on behalf care. of Steve Philippone, I'm Pete Mazzetti. Thanks. Good night. We'll see you next time. All right.